0: Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Rob Whalen, CEO and founder of PTO Exchange. Rob, thanks for chatting with me today.
1: Yeah, Brett, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. So before we begin talking about what you're building at PTO Exchange, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background.
1: So born and raised here in the Seattle area, north end of Seattle, I guess. Wound up going to college here, paid my own way, had multiple jobs, kind of a serial entrepreneur, came from a family of serial entrepreneurs which kind of embedded itself in my DNA. So this here is my fourth company I founded and it's been a real interesting ride so far and it's been good. But, you know, I've been in um, electronics and high tech for almost 30 years and my education background is in accounting. So always approach my entrepreneurial perspective from an accounting standpoint, more a financial standpoint. But have uh, this is my third software, I have done everything from electronic component sample management software to real estate software to a distillery to now uh, paid time off uh, PTO Exchange, which is allows people to use the value of their accrued PTO for things. So that's me.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, let's dive into that then. So let's talk about PTO Exchange. You In simple terms, what problem are you solving and you know, how are you solving that problem? How does the solution work?
1: Yeah, so the idea came from a dinner that I had at my house, and it really stemmed from an experience after I left Cisco Systems, actually two of us, and we were paid out a large sum of money from our accrued PTO, and, you know, that was great, but as we started to evaluate what we could have done with those dollars while we were at Cisco Systems, that really became the intriguing piece, and so we started to look at just how much PTO was going unused. And we were the first ones to do the analysis. And we worked with the travel association in the early, early days of their project time off analysis study and worked with them on the numbers. But notice that you know it's roughly about $155 billion of paid time off that's accrued that goes unused every year. And roughly $65 billion plus billion dollars literally gets washed off the books, meaning that it's lost at the end of the year. Wow. And and so that's the problem we're solving. The problem we're solving is that employees who aren't taking this pay time off and they aren't using that accrued productivity or that value that they've given the company, we're giving them uh, flexibility in ways that they could utilize that uh, those accrued dollars that they have earned and in ways to support themselves. So everything from 401k to HSA to financial wellness, student loan repayment, uh, giving it to a nonprofit or sharing it with another employee. So we're just taking an already budgeted benefit on the balance sheet and giving it a lot of flexibility.
0: Got it. That's fascinating. So what does it look like then from, you know, let's say an employee perspective? Um, You know, if they're using PTO Exchange, what does it look like?
1: Yeah, you say look, and that's a really big word for us here at PTO Exchange. When we started the company, and as I've learned how to start software companies and develop them, the look feel is one of the most important pieces to your product. And so design was one of the first things we really looked at is how can we simplify and make it very easy both for the employer and the employee to access their value, this PTO, these hours in a way that was very comprehensible. And also we wouldn't have to support the users as much, right? When you have a very simple, easy to use product, your customer support goes way down. Mm-hmm. And so if you design with that in mind, which we have, our support systems that we have in place are very rarely used because our users know how to use the system. But design is is a big piece of that, bread.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> and then is the actual customer, the company itself, and then they've Pay you to you know, have this option for all of their employees, or who's your actual customer?
1: Yeah, so the customer is the employer. They're the ones that you know buy benefits and then deliver it to the employees. Now, in this case, we look a lot. We are a voluntary benefit in a way, whereas they implement our platform and we integrate to the payroll system and their HRIS system. We have an incredible policy engine in the back end so that employees don't do things that the employer doesn't want them to do. And so we can start creating the behavior that the employer wants. And I can give you some examples of that. But this policy engine allows the employer to do certain things. Anyhow, but at the end of the day, the integration is simple and the, the employer can use it. The employee is the one who pays when they make a transaction. And the reason why we do that is because we we're a value based transaction system. Mm -hmm. meaning that we only charge when there is value delivered. And you may use your PTO the same way every year, and you may never use our platform because you like to take your time off, and that's Mm -hmm. great. But you may be an employee that says, hey, I want to use a week on PTO Exchange, and that's where we derive our our revenue, when that value is delivered to that employee. So for an employer, it's a very low-cost, low-entry point for them to implement this new benefit.
0: Got it. Fascinating. And according to Crunchbase, it says you you founded the company in 2013, but I think you didn't launch until 2017. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, it is. Yep. It's accurate. And as most entrepreneurs know, sometimes things take a long time, right? When you're building your own category and we're doing something that nobody has done before. We thought of the idea, like I said, at the dinner table, mm-hmm. what we didn't really understand, Brett, in the early days when we thought of the idea was just all the regulatory constraints that were around paid time off. So we actually had to learn a lot about deferred compensation, 409A laws, doctrine of constructive receipts, and so that we could build a platform and a benefit solution that was compliant on all 50 states. And we work with a lot of attorneys, and we are the most knowledgeable in this space. So we're actually called upon by companies just to answer questions in this space about PTO. But that 13 to 17 was a lot of time. Both we were working other jobs and I'm doing this in the evening as entrepreneurs do. Uh, sometimes you don't raise money the first day mm-hmm. and you got to build the idea. And so that's what we were doing to understand. And then we got our first customer. We raised our first money and we launched it the 2017 HR tech. And that's when we won the Gartner's Cool Year, Cool Vendor of the Year award. Nice. Um, that's 2017. amazing. Yeah. It was kind of a big, uh, when you launched, like that, it's a lot of fun because you get a lot of press. We are in Bloomberg, and but still a lot of work left to do, right? Because we were building a new category. And when you're going from zero to one, that's much different than going from you know n plus one.
0: Totally. And when you started building this out, you know, did you intentionally set out to build a new category, or did that become clear? You know, after you started building and you know having your conversations and doing your research,
1: it was after. We didn't know what we were building. We didn't know that we were building our own category. It wasn't until we started to do our research and started to build the product and started to build the um, understand the customer problem that we realized, heck, nobody is doing this and this is a new category. And that's really when, that was, that was probably actually, that was probably three years into it that we realized we were building a new category. And it kind of came out of reading the book, uh, Peter Thiel's uh, Zero to One mm-hmm. uh, book. And that's where I realized, shit, we're building our own category. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nice. Have you read uh, Play Bigger? That's another good uh, category creation book.
1: Yeah, I have. I have. And and again, those books are, you know, they really set the tone for entrepreneurs and how you need to look at new categories when you're going from zero to one and building your own category. And building your own category is much different than going from N plus one because you talk about those four years before launch, there was a lot of education, a lot of research that we had to do, a lot of understanding before we we could come out with a product that was deliverable to customers
0: i imagine and did you have you know some resistance there from you know, maybe gartner analysts or investors who wanted to play it safe and you know, put you in a more traditional existing market category
1: well a lot of the investors said why would anyone do this because it means the company's going to have to spend more money because they're paying out pto and what they didn't realize was that, you know, benefits, you know, they have to pay up 401k. They pay for benefits all the time. And having a flexible benefit allows them to address a lot of solutions with one already budgeted benefit. And I think in the early days, you know, a lot of the investors didn't quite understand that. And the Dartners, again, they thought it was a really unique idea, but weren't sure that this would be a, a new category or, or if this would take hold. And I think that's with a lot of ideas. I mean, you look at way back when, when the uh, the iPhone came out and it was just a touch screen, and everyone's like, going, What happened to my keyboard and my Blackberry? You know? And <laughs> so new types of technologies and innovation happen, and people don't really take on to it very quickly, but over time, and that's what we've done education and uh, people will start to take on to the idea. And that's what we've done. And now we have some competitors. And so, We know that we're the category creator, and we're the leader in the space, and we have some competition now, which is great.
0: Nice. You can't have a category of one, so I think that's a good sign if more people come in. It's
1: not a, yeah, category one is not, you didn't build a category. It didn't happen.
0: And what's the category called, or how do you define, you know, the, the name of the category?
1: Well, I don't have a name for it, other than, you know, we're kind of a fintech, HR tech, insure tech type space, but I don't necessarily have the. Name of the category, other than you know PTO exchange and/or flexible benefits uh, category.
0: Got it. And you know, you recently raised a seed round. I believe it was five point four million. Uh, why do you think investors are so excited about what you're building?
1: Yeah, I think they've seen the traction. We raised three million from WRG back in the end of 2018, and we utilized that money to really kind of develop the category and get probably nine customers on board. Mm -hmm. And then we went from nine to 30 uh, very quickly in the next year. And so I think that a lot of the investors saw the uptick in our customer acquisition and just the dollars we were actually moving through our platform. And I think that's what was exciting for them. I also think the pandemic and just kind of the labor market Mm -hmm. is really pressuring companies to think differently about benefits. And to actually pay more for benefits to support the health of their workforce. So I think there's, you know, the pandemic really helped us in bringing to the forefront the value of Pico Exchange.
0: I imagine. I feel like that's the case with a lot of the startups and companies that I've talked to. And you know, it's bad to say, but COVID was, you know, one of the best things that ever happened to their company. It really accelerated adoption and, in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. Yep. And especially for us. What I thought was really interesting, Brett, was when the pandemic hit, we had a lot of customers come to us and really ask us for our leave sharing, which is the ability to share your PTO with another coworker who has a medical need. And you can set these, they call them pools, you set these pools up for medical and or federal disasters. And because the pandemic was a federal disaster, we were able to set these pools up within our system and allow employees to share their PTO. And a lot of companies came to us and said, hey, you know, you're the only people out there really doing this. Can we do it? And we we were able to turn them on very quickly. And they were very impressed with the simplicity of the, the platform, the product, the implementation. And, uh, and so then once we did that, then they started to turn on some of the other plans, like emergency cash out and student loan repayment to get more value out of the platform.
0: Wow. Very cool. And you mentioned traction there. Are there any numbers that you're comfortable with sharing just in regards to the growth and traction you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I
1: can just say we're we're in the hundreds of percent uh, multiple year over year. Um, that's for sure. We have hundred and seventy thousand employees on platform. Wow! And we've moved tens of millions of dollars to the platform.
0: Wow! Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And if we zoom out into the future, you know, what do you think PTO exchange will look like? Let's say five years from now.
1: I think benefits are going to look different, Brett. I think benefits as a whole are going to be flexible. I think they're going to be portable. And I think they are going to be unified in a way where WT workers and 1099 workers have similar sets of benefits. I think it's going to take, you know, five to 10 years, but you're going to see a big change in benefits, I think, over the next five years. And we're leading the way in that, in that area right now. We have some things that we're working on that uh, we think will be game changing. It's just flexibility, I think, is the key thing.
0: Very cool amazing well this is all we're gonna have time for today but before we wrap up if people want to follow along with your journey rob where's the best place for them to go
1: yeah just follow uh, pto exchange on linkedin or i think linkedin is the best place if you need information info at pto exchange you can reach me there as well and or just reach me through linkedin
0: sounds great well thanks so much rob really appreciate it and wish you the best of luck in executing on this vision
1: yeah Brett. thank you very much for your time take care